Hello and welcome to Setting Sales, Navigating AI in Higher Education. This is a podcast about rethinking teaching to create better education for everyone, with or without AI. I'm your host, Alexander Jansky, leader of the Innovation and Digital Education team at the University of Zurich. Every week, I'll ask new interviewees from our university about their thoughts on AI. Imagine you were not able to find out where this train is departing, pay your bills or buy groceries without the help of others. Almost 20% of the world's population live with a disability that can limit their independence. Thanks to technological tools, people with disabilities can access many of the everyday services in the digital world, thus regain a new sense of self-efficiency. This improvement of accessibility through digital transformation is called e-accessibility and is transforming the possibilities of students, lecturers and researchers with impairment at the University of Zurich. Today, we are exploring how these tools are used and which barriers are still existing. I'm so happy to welcome two experts in the field of e-accessibility. Daniele Cogiolo is affected by a severe visual impairment. He works at the USAID Disability Office, tests the university's applications for accessibility and offers training and support for e-accessibility. Benjamin Berner is the head of the USAID Disability Office, where he counsels and supports USAID members with disabilities. Daniele Cogiolo, Benjamin Berner, welcome to Setting Sales. Yes, thanks for having us. Thank you so much. Daniele, you live with visual impairment. Can you tell us about the challenges you encounter in your daily life? Yes, of course. There are different challenges. For example, uh, if I have to take a bus and then the bus arrives and I, I don't know if which line it is, um, and there is no one to ask. Or uh, if I uh, have, if I have to orientate myself in an unknown place, that's also uh, quite difficult. And how do you manage this at the moment? Hmm. Um, I try to ask um, some people, and um, uh, you have to be patient. So to wait, for example, for someone to come, or sometime you can try to use your smartphone. That gives also a lot. Uh, can give you uh, some information about your environment. Very interesting. So this is one thing is, of course, uh, daily life, but studying and working is probably another thing. Um, Benjamin, you support the youth age members with disabilities. Which other hurdles are they facing studying or working at the youth age? Yes, thanks so much. Uh, the University of Zurich has a variety of services uh, to make life for members with disabilities uh, as easy and as comfortable as possible. For example, the university has a diversity policy which uh, guarantees barrier and discrimination-free access to information to people with disabilities. However, um, 
in at universities in general, I think uh, there are some attitudinal barriers and also sometimes environmental barriers uh, that also can be seen at the University of Zurich. Um, for example, not all buildings and not, not all digital tools are accessible for everyone. So not all the buildings have ramps and not all the lifts and not all the elevators uh, are accessible and have bright dis displays, for example. Um, what we also face from time to time is that exams aren't designed uh, to the specific needs uh, of people with disabilities and need adjustments. Um, and also people with disabilities keep reporting, hearing stereotypes about them. For example, that dyslexic people can't study or cannot be a good lawyer, for example, or that people with Asperger's can't study psychology or can be a good psychiatrist, um, or of people, that, people who are using a wheelchair might not be a good doctor, for example. This is something we keep um, hearing. This is something uh, people with disabilities keep reporting at our office. Um, and we are actually trying all the members of the University of Zurich constantly that excellence and disability don't exclude each other, but rather come together with each other. Um, this is because people with disabilities cannot solve everyday's problems in a way that everybody else does. So they need to be innovative. Um, so disability many times comes comes with a certain innovation potential. That's very wonderful words. Uh, I love that. Um, now you said many things and many different things which are problems. Um, we we are facing in society and also in universities. Let's dive into different different topics. We are now a um, podcast about AI and you said not all digital tools are accessible for um, people with disabilities. What kind of tools do you use or advice to people with disabilities to use to overcome barriers? I think Daniele uh, is doing this every day and uh, he can uh, maybe show us something here. Sure. Uh, yes, I think um, it depends a bit on the on the disability and on the task that you have to, to do. Uh, of course, there are the, the classical things like screen reader and something like that. But um, AI is becoming more and more important, I think. And, um, for example, it's possible to describe um, some some charts or graphs. So, I don't know, um, maybe I can show you an example. Yeah, I think that would be great. Okay. So, for example, I have here my, uh, my uh, smartphone. And um, if I, I have uh, open a, a chart... Uh, And if I click here on share, set as my cancel share button, I can let it describe. Copy in as print. Maybe for listeners, this is how blind people use a smartphone with a screen reader. Describe with be my eyes. Here, describe with be my eyes. This cancel. Please wait. Be my AI is writing a message. Wait a moment. Be my AI. 
the pic be my AI. The picture is a bar chart titled DEZU Launder Sindem Storkston Verschuldet, which translates to these EU countries are the most indebted. It shows the gross government debt in EU countries as a percentage of GDP. The chart is from the year 2013. The countries listed from the highest to the lowest debt in percentage are Greece, 179.1%, Italy, 133.8%, Portugal, 132.1%. So, that was uh, the description of uh, this chart. That's very impressive. So um, it's also, I think it was very impressive to hear how the screen reader, how fast it goes and how fast you react on on the different things. So that's probably one thing you could see um, as someone who has no vis visual impairment. Uh, it's very easy to navigate, but for people with visual impairment, they develop probably another very good skill on reacting on on audio. So what, one thing what we could see, of course, now was as well that there are many difficult things um, you encounter in your daily daily life. For example, I think for us in the room who have no visual impairment, it was very difficult to follow all the the um, sounds um, you heard. And I think it was a great example as well that you could really very fast um, change the different things I think I would not it would not have been possible for for me um, so maybe one one thing you you already said a bit can you describe how your independency has changed with e-accessibility and tools like AI-based tools? Uh, in general, uh, the, the, the most uh, intensive example is um, when I was 18, the uh, website of my bank was not accessible. So for everything, I had to ask my parent, can you tell me how much money I have on the bank account? Can you help me to pay the bills? And, you know, when you are 18, it's maybe not the coolest thing to show all your bills uh, to your parents so that they know uh, for what you spend your money. And when the bank website becomes, became accessible, I, um, I was able to take care of my own uh, finances. So I was able to pay my bill, to check my bank account and so. And that was really a, a great uh, impact on, uh, yes, on my, on my daily life. And then, of course, um, every, every accessible website helps to, to be more independent. And now with AI, um, uh, the, intemp the, um, the possibilities are, are still uh, growing. Um, as I showed you before, you can describe pictures. You can, for example, if you have a new remote control, you can ask uh, where are the different buttons located. And it's quite impressive what's possible. Um, and are there still tasks what you 
cannot manage alone, where you still need assistance? Uh, assistance sorry. Yes, of course. I mean, uh, AI is, is, is cool, uh, but uh, <laughs> the, the systems are making uh, errors. Uh, so you cannot only relay on that. For example, if I have to buy new clothes, then I, 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 I go... Um, with someone because uh, um, it's difficult to yes to have an opinion what looks good or not and I think also AI is, yes is not um, cannot um, give you a, an opinion you you know what I mean yeah. yeah that's very good now I would like to dive a bit into the field of e-accessibility and teaching because when it comes to teaching digital tools and AI are generally seen as an opportunity to increase inclusion and dis um, diversity um, do you agree Daniele? Yes of course I agree I think um, <laughs> um, the digital tools can, can help a lot um, to reduce uh, barriers Also in teaching? Yes, also in teaching. Uh, for example, um, they could help to uh, interpret some charts or something like that that are not accessible when you get them. Yeah, I see. Yeah. Um, and do you have any idea, other ideas of how they could help or do you see it differently? Is it actually a, a bad um a way to say it's a it's not an opportunity no it is an opportunity absolutely but you have to you have to use it properly that's that's uh, how i would put it um i think uh, for students ai has a great potential for example if they use uh, chat gpt as a tutor or as a reader or just as a information information source Or, um, yeah, if you would have a, a very long text that you just want to reduce to the to the basic statements or something, um, you could you could definitely use it for that. Um, or, for example, teachers could use AI uh, to make uh, to make how do you say to, to run certain standard tasks. For example, when it comes to making uh, teaching materials accessible. Um, because uh, those uh, kind of work is often time consuming and you need very specific know-how uh, i think it's good to outsource this to 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 artificial intelligence however it's important to keep in mind that uh, ai as i i think i said that before um that ai is just as is only as good as the data it uses and uh, to to consider the needs of people with disabilities in its answers. It's very important to um, let people with disabilities participate when it comes to generating data for uh, artificial intelligence. So I think the helpfulness of AI increases, um, uh, increases as it serves people with disabilities, but to serve people with disabilities, you need to understand um, how uh, you need to understand the needs of uh, people with disabilities and yeah this uh, so this is the reason why people with disabilities should participate in that Daniel, do you have the feeling that this is happening in the in the development for ai tools 
do they involve people with disabilities? Mm, <laughs> I, I, I don't know, but what I know is that uh, people with disability, uh, <laughs> they... <laughs> They are using AI a lot or, or want to use it uh, a lot because of the potential. So I don't know if, for example, OpenAI really includes people with disability mm. when they develop their system. Mm. I wonder if uh, maybe sometimes maybe sometimes people simply don't have access to people with disabilities, right? Maybe it's just there's no one around to ask, uh, hey, is this accessible? Is this usable for you, etc.? Which leads us to another problem which we can't uh, talk about right here. But yeah, yes. Now we are living in an age where we probably could train an AI to Be a person with disability. What are your thoughts on that? Um, I think that that's uh, difficult because, um, <laughs> for example, uh, when you're making a movie, then it's also a problem when someone, some actor that is not blind, has to play the role of the blind person. So that's often not so authentic like uh, when a, a blind actor plays this, this part or this scene. Certainly. So we probably cannot count on an AI helping us with um, creating supportive learning environments or inclusive learning environments for students. We need, and I think that's the message I heard from you, um, people with disability included in the development of AI tools. From COVID-19 and all the trends like towards digital learning, um, they influence the chances for students and lecturers with disabilities. Um, how did this happen and what, what are your thoughts on that? Was it a good opportunity or is it a good opportunity to stay with this trend? Daniele, what do, do you think? I think it was... Um You could feel how important the access to the digital uh, world, world and also uh, teaching uh, tools is. During th lockdown. Yes, during lockdown. And I think that everything was closed. Yes. And uh, maybe that boosts also the importance of digital accessibility. Do you think that um, now since the lockdown is over, um, we are going back to a to a world where it's not that important anymore. So, is it a, like, yeah? How how is the development going? I don't think it's not important anymore. I think it the, the relevance is rising actually. But yet during lockdown, um, when uh, people couldn't go nowhere, uh, couldn't go anywhere, um, it was very important to have access to digital services and people who couldn't use those digital services, uh, yeah, they were excluded from mm. from this possibility, which uh, I think here's the, 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 a very central point. Um, and this also... I think we also see this in education a little bit, right? Because uh, Corona was a huge boost for digital teaching. People people were teaching digitally. Uh, education was transferred digitally. Um, and... Uh, Everyone who, I don't know, needs to stay at home or cannot attend university because of his or her, her or his disability um, highly benefited from that. It was like, 
It was maybe you can put it like this. We had a scenario where uh, the people, the needs of people, with the, uh, uh, we had a scenario where the pe the needs that rather people with disabilities have suddenly applied for everyone. You couldn't go to university, not for health reasons, but because of Corona. You couldn't attend a lesson, no? because of et cetera, et cetera. And, and we now understood that uh, this new normal created certain chances for people with disabilities f to participate in education like everyone else. Um, Because it wasn't a accommodation, like receiving a podcast wasn't an accommodation anymore. It was like rather, it was like the case for everyone. Everybody had uh, uh, had uh, podcasts. So um, yeah, this new normal, I think. Uh, was, I mean, uh, this new normal was uh, had. Yeah, how do you say? It? it carried certain benefits for people with disabilities. Um, and it's a very good example, like how accessibility is good for everyone. Um, Sorry to just um, yeah, no, please, interrupt, absolutely. but when you say podcast, what you mean is the recording of a lecture. Yes, exactly. Being able to teach and learn independent of time and place. Uh, I think that holds a great benefit for students, but also for teaching staff. I think we should also assume that uh, a certain uh, proportion of teaching staff also lives with a disability. Absolutely. Daniele, do you have any thoughts um, on, on that note? Like Corona boosts like recordings of, of um, lectures are very important to make it more accessible. Would you agree? Yes, of course. I think um, when everyone can consume the content in the way uh, he's comfortable with, that's a really uh, cool thing for accessibility. So that would also mean that when AI could translate, for example, these recordings in an appropriate way, um, like, for example, um, make an audio to to the video um, or make a video to audio <laughs> um, would help people with disabilities. Yes, it, it could help people with disabilities. It depends a, a bit of the, of the needs, but yes, it, it could. No, I think that's a great, uh, that's a great solution you are talking about, actually. Like, like, uh, like sending the following message to teaching staff, like there is AI, AI will, will do all the podcast work for you. <laughs> you don't have to do anything. You just have to, to say, I agree to, to being recorded during lecture and there's no, no uh, extra, um, how do you say, no extra work for you. I think this would be, this would, uh, be actually a very good solution, right? But we have to get to this point. I think that's the actual challenge. Thank you. Um, now, of course, this is a podcast about AI and AI tools. And with setting sales, we can also dream a bit. So if you could invent an AI, invent an AI tool to help people with disabilities navigating education, what features would it have? That is a very, very good question. Um, I think if we... 
if we talk about which specific uh, feature, which specific, to understand which specific feature is the most useful for people with disabilities, you have to ask what is the biggest problem of people with disabilities. And I think one of the biggest problems of people with disabilities is that they, that they don't fully participate when it comes to creating environments so that they are useful for everyone. So uh, a useful feature for a for an AI tool would be like the AI tool should be able to to identify the the right moment to ask the user hey did you talk about this with people with disabilities hey did you make sure that this uh, solution or this uh, uh, lecture or this uh, slide or those teaching materials are um, accessible um, so I think a, a very good <laughs> intelligence feature of AI should be like finding the right time to ask non-disabled people hey did you talk about this with dis disabled people before you publish it or finish it or you know yes I think this this would be the biggest or the most important um, how do you say feature which would provide a lot of uh, uh, yeah would make things way more easy for people with disabilities yeah that would of course make a huge impact Daniele do you want to add something or do you have another tool in mind I think uh, The tool should not only ask, but uh, give suggestions how to achieve accessible documents, for example, or how to achieve uh, uh, inclusive uh, participation. That would be uh, really, really cool. Or maybe already create an accessible... Yes, that would be <laughs> better. But I, I think... At the moment, it's important that we don't only rely on on the power of AI because uh, we have uh, to check ourselves for accessibility. I think that's wonderful words for the end. So, Daniele Cocciolo, Benjamin Berner, thank you so much for sharing your thoughts here in Setting Sales Podcast. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you. If you enjoyed this episode of Setting Sales, I would appreciate it if you subscribed. Please share your feedback, questions and topics that interest you by sending an email to teachingtools at education.uzh.ch. You can find all the information in the show notes. Check it out.